What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to Having Said That with Landry Griffith. I am your host, as every week, Landry Griffith. We have made some improvements. I'm sure y'all noticed I was off for, uh, I believe we just looked, and I think it was a good five, six, seven weeks. I don't know, but it was a while. Started having enough people telling me I needed to come back. I wasn't planning on quitting, but here we are. Um, I finally, Mark and Ty have been telling me for ever now that I need to get an interface with XLR cable cable microphones. And yeah, I was as confused as you were. That's what I just said, because I don't know what the hell any of that means. But I was finally told it's going to really help the sound. Um, fortunately, Mark, me and the guy he is and the friend that he is had to improve some of his stuff. For those of y'all that don't haven't seen it, by the way, go check out Mark's studio. I think we've made some posts about it. His studio is fucking crazy. Anyways, he gave me some of his uh, old equipment. I went and got some microphones. We were ready to record about an hour and a half ago, and we have been staring at this thing trying, <laughs> trying to figure this out. Even though Mark's Two monkeys fucking a coconut. <laughs> for a year. <laughs> but it just goes to show that we are not tech savvy. But here we are in the studio. I hope this sound sounds way better than it ever has. we got good equipment now. Mark, welcome back to the show. Hey, Landry. Glad to be here. <laughs> I think your game plan was probably to already be home by now, but you're a good friend. We have been working on this a while, and sure enough, it was about the easiest solution we could have come across. Uh, I'm just going to tell but there, them it's, all it It's took. nothing I would have ever encountered with my stuff. Right. There was a button. One button. <laughs> this interface. I pushed it, and everything started working. But it just goes to show that microphones and all this is way more depth, because you've had this machine for a year. Pretty close, yeah. And... You've never had to turn that one button on, and your sound is always working. Yeah, it's weird. because your microphones are a different type of microphone than yeah, mine. Yeah, it's weird. So, it's so yeah, weird. I, I would never have used that button with mine. And I'm sure a lot of you maybe think, "Oh, why didn't y'all call Ty? Ty was the media guy. He has made it very clear multiple times. And if you've listened to his podcast, he's learned as much as we were. The dude can record. He can. Uh, he was a good filmer. He knows how to be on screen. He knows nothing about the technological side either. Which <laughs> he even taught us. But hey, we're all good at certain things. We all suck at others. So here we are. So before we get started, and I'm sure they're probably I, I watered down by now. I had some cocktails that I made us that I was going to present to you as a way to say thank you for the equipment. Oh, all right. Um, these may have played to our advantage because the whiskey that I use, I made some. Uh, they're old fashions, but they're my own version. I add okay. a couple other stuffs to make them mine. Yeah. The whiskey was a little rough, so I'm hoping it may be watered down by now. But if not, it's an old fashioned nonetheless. So okay. Cheers to that, cheers. first of all. Now we clink. Yeah, that whiskey's got... It's still a little rough, but it's gotten better than it was oh, that's very two drinkable. hours ago. I add a little... Uh, so, of course, the sugar cubes. I add bitters on top of the sugar cubes and muddle them. But I have some really cool um, bitters that are Woodford Reserve brand. I've got four different ones. One's just an aromatic, which would be what you would normally use as the Anguosa brand of bitters. You know, like that. Yep. You know what I'm talking about. There's an orange, there's a chocolate, and a spiced cherry. So yep. I use just a little bit of the aromatic, a little bit of the spiced cherry. That's what I was fixing to ask. Right? Yep. Muddle that up, let it sit for a while. Um, sugar cubes are hard to dissolve. Um, I've made my own simple syrup, which is super easy mm -hmm. to make, um, but that was the last of it. Anyways, do all the rest of it, just your whiskey, mix it in. 
But then I added, I had forgot, I made my own simple syrup, I don't know, four or five months ago. I got this idea from uh, Stella's. They take their cherries out, or the juice out of the cherries that the cherries come in, make your simple syrup, put it, let it sit in the jar of cherries for, I mean, it's sugar and water. It's not going bad. Yeah. So when I was done mixing this, I added a splash of the leftover cherry simple syrup that I have. Yep. So it's like a cherry old-fashioned. I like it. Right? I'm a I'm a fan of, as I'm sure you are with cooking, you got to have an idea of where you're going with it. Get it down, kind of, okay, so I've made this cocktail or I've cooked this food, and then now you've, you've got to make it your own, right? Yep. Have you ever cooked one thing more than once that it was the exact same? Um, It's probably rare. I don't. Because I don't ever have the exact same thing in my, in my house every time. That's true. Ingredients differ, and no. I know for sure with you, JP said he cooks a lot the same way as I don't measure shit, and I know no, you don't measure no. shit. I've, I've learned a lot of my cooking ability from you, and I think one of the first things you taught me was is I don't ever measure anything, so I don't know. I remember texting no. you one time. I was like, hey, how'd you make this today? Like, um, I added these ingredients. Yeah, but I, like, I can, I can tell you. you what's in it, but I can't really <laughs> tell you exactly how much of what's in it. I get really annoyed with people who follow in uh recipes to the t when it comes to cooking now baking you have to baking's another story no room for baking error is chemistry baking exactly. isn't cooking baking's like a i've never thought about that advanced level chemistry class <laughs> it's a walter white shit <laughs> i've never thought about baking like that yep. but it is um but like a lot of times if i want to cook something i'll find something like okay this sounds good i'll make it a couple times like okay well i know when i added x ingredient last time it was really good so let me just see what happens if i do this yeah i actually went to the farmer's market the other day there in wolforth and um i was walking around just trying to find anybody selling rubs or sauces um for barbecue yeah i love i love finding that kind of stuff and so i found this company this guy was like the nicest guy ever shout out to td's that's a t and a d td's rubs and sauces Mm -hmm. um he actually has a podcast. He says he goes live every, it's either Monday or Wednesday, which fit perfect to our realm. Yeah. <laughs> so we're free on those nights. He, and so I was telling him how we do podcasts. So he said, oh, y'all do live ones? I was like, no, we don't do live. I don't know what live podcast is all about. And I know I can never figure that shit out. Does, is he saying that like and doing it on Facebook or I Instagram? I was wondering or? if it was like a Facebook live thing. I found him on Facebook. I found him on Instagram. I bought, he had a ton of rubs. Uh, he said that, a lot of their rubs, they've won international competitions multiple years in a row. Wow. Um, and for the ones that they haven't won, a lot of the ones he had out that they've placed for second or third. Mm-hmm. He had one. I didn't buy it. I should have. I'm going to go back next weekend just because it's been on my mind is a barrel-aged bourbon rub. Yeah. It was delicious. But I told him, I said, all right, here's the deal, man. I want you, if I'm going to get a rib, a brisket, some type of good meat, which rubs would you use? Sell me that rub. He said, yeah. let me tell you, we call this one the menage a trois. <laughs> so he had three three different ones that he told me. He said, when you mix up just a one-to-one-to-one, you know, cover your brisket yeah. with one, the other, then the other. Um, so I bought those the other day. And so I'm going to, I'm actually doing ribs on the one. You're going to menage? Yeah, well, I'll let you know. how to, It'll be my first menage, and I'll yeah, let you let know, how, know how the menage turns out. <laughs> So shout out to the TD sauces and rubs. Their sauces were really good, but I was already dropping 15 bucks and I wasn't 
in the mood to do anything other than just go to a food truck. So yeah. I didn't want to get crazy, but I'll go back to buy sauces. He had a lot of sauces have won international uh, wow. competition. See, they're from Lovington. Super, super nice guy. Yeah, they have all kinds of pretty good stuff out there. That place is pretty cool. We went And it's to grown, get, like, infinitely. Well, in recent... In just the yeah, last couple of years. Like, we went not, probably about a year ago, and there was some stuff, but just that row of houses. I call them houses for lack yeah, of a better term. barns. We went the other day. I've never seen so many people out there. I was. I told yeah, Cassandra, I said, this is cool. Like, I'm, I'm proud that Wolfworth was doing this. There was four or five food trucks and then multiple other people just had stands of food that the barbecues and stuff. That's where tamale lady started too. No shit. Did not know that. I've thought long and hard about catering some of my ribs and briskets and stuff. So if anybody out there is listening, I'm not saying it's the best brisket you're ever going to have because that's a bold statement, but it's probably the best brisket you're ever going to have. <laughs> no, seriously it's though, I love the best brisket I'm ever going to serve you. Hundred percent, I will never serve you a worse brisket. I love smoking ribs, briskets. I put a lot of sides that I smoke: smoke queso, smoke mac and cheese, smoke potato salad. If anybody out there is interested in wanting me to cook for their family or cook for a party, I'd be glad to have that conversation off air. We're getting way off topic, but I really we don't have give drifted, a shit. Have we? Well, I don't know because people don't know the topic yet, so they may just That's think true. this is what it's about. <laughs> Depends on what you title this episode, I guess. (laughs) I was adding this up today on my way home from work. This is your sixth, having said that, with Lander Griffith uh, guest appearance. Okay. Okay. Sounds about right. Two of them have been um, the Random Thoughts Part 1 and Part 2. Yep. You uh, sidekicked it with me for Ghost Pod. Yep. We did Whiskey Podcast Across the Way with JP. Yep. And then, of course, the LMK one with me, you, and Ty. Um, so this is number six, and we're going to go back to the original from my second episode I ever did. It's our wheelhouse. We're going to where we thrive. Random Thoughts Part 3. Before I forget, because I just mentioned LMK, check me out on Instagram. Check me out on Facebook. While you're at it, be sure to follow the Pick 4 Podcast. Um, he's on both of those. That's Mr. Mark right here. And then, of course, Win, Loser, tie T-Y-E. Uh, we're back at it. We're having fun. I feel like we've got the perfect menage a trois podcast speaking of having said that you just mentioned menage a trois i'm just saying we've we we cover all bases in three different podcasts and we just help each other out we're like each other's hype men but we're our own separate Uh, entities it's funny because uh well i guess brandon was asking this yesterday Uh, we saw brandon gamula and he was asking well what's your podcast about and I was like, well, <laughs> that's the hardest question. We uh, talk about a lot of different things. Yeah. He said, I need some controversy. So maybe what I need, I'm going to get someone sitting across the table from me that's going to piss Brandon off. And there's just controversy. I don't know what he is into, though. So having said all of that, 45 minutes later, <laughs> uh, we are going to go back to asking questions to make you think. Because it's been a while since I feel like I've asked a question on here that's made you say, didn't yeah. think about that um do you want to start us off or you want me to um i'll lead us off. you want me to be the leadoff hitter <laughs> I'll be the leadoff i feel hitter. like i'm better batting ninth <laughs> <laughs> i bat ninth and play uh play a catcher and slow yeah. stop also <laughs> okay so uh if you're familiar with lasagna right La- dude speaking of what we just talked about food before smoking everything, lasagna is my favorite thing to make, and I make everything. You think you could smoke a lasagna? Hundred percent, I could smoke a lasagna. And it would be awesome. Yeah, it'd be better than. And I make everything from scratch, from the sauce on. Try that. I actually like. I don't know why it's never crossed You're my mind. You're a pasta okay. maker, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. 
Uh, yeah, we should try that. Okay. Okay. So lasagna is, you know, pasta layer, sauce layer, cheese layer, pasta layer, cheese layer, sauce. You know. Yeah. Just stack it up, right? Agreed. Okay. So if you take a lasagna. And you take another lasagna. Yes. You stack them on t- one on top okay. of the other. Do you have two lasagnas or do you, you now just, just have, have like one massive... big lasagna? I will tell you, because like I just said, that lasagna is probably, I think making lasagna got me into cooking, right? Like I had cooked plenty of times, but that's when I was like, man, I actually think I could make people smile with this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when friends of mine have babies and stuff, I always make them a lasagna. I'm going to tell you that I think it's a lasagna on top of a lasagna. Here's why mine would be, okay? Okay. Because you do your, your meat sauce layer, pasta, meat sauce layer. You don't start with a pasta layer on the bottom? You always start with meat sauce on the bottom. Okay. It'll it'll make the, the bottom layer of pasta not as crunchy and crispy because it's not going to burn up the bottom okay. of, the, of the pan or whatever you're cooking it, right? All right. I do shredded mozzarella. Layer, layer, layer. Hey, mozzarella. <laughs> but here's what sets mine apart is my top layer, I get the fresh mozzarella. Mm-hmm. I say fresh like it's still fresh. I mean, I'm not in New York and going and buying it where the guy just made it, but I get it from local stores that's in the ball. You cut it open, you know, like the juices fall out. That's like the best mozzarella. It's not shredded, right? Yeah. And I top mine with that. And I feel like that's what, like, the presentation sets it apart where you see that. Like, that looks better than just melted cheese. You can see, like, a like on a real true margarita pizza. Yep. Same idea. A dollop of cheese. Exactly. Right yeah. And that's what it is. Now, do you do only mozzarella or do you do, do, I do you not a, do ricotta either? I do my ricotta mix that's okay. got some egg seasoning and all that. Now, my mom taught me, and she always does it with uh, cottage cheese. Okay. It's good. I love cottage cheese too, and it's it's not as sour it's when you mix it with everything yeah. else. I've done it a few times, but I prefer the ricotta because I feel like that's more authentic. Yeah, but yeah, the the ricotta cheese mix, mozzarella. So if I had my top layer of the uh, mozzarella ball slices, mm-hmm. and I set another one on top, now I've made a whole another lasagna. Do you see what I'm saying? Okay, that's so that's fair, where yeah. my now, just your regular who's topping it off with the meat sauce and the, the the shredded mozzarella, but then they cook another one. Technically, you just stacked it up, and it's like, how tall can we get to one lasagna? And that's sort of why I asked you if you go noodle layer on the bottom, because if you're if you're stacking, stack, 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 you know, if you're right. alternating your stacks. Right. Uh, if you're just going to put them together and there's no pasta bottom... Mm-hmm. Then you've kind of doubled up a layer of meat sauce, meat and, sauce cheese and cheese there. Yeah. So I guess if you if you have a pasta layer at the bottom, mm-hmm. then then it's it's one lasagna. <laughs> if you do meat sauce like I do, yeah. But it's if now it's a lasagna on a lasagna. if there's no solid bottom, <laughs> then I guess you're saying it's two. That I, I don't think there's a right answer one way or the other. But no, that oddly makes perfect sense. So. It, the answer is depending on how you make your lasagna. But I'm going to go out on a limb and say the majority of people who eat lasagna go frozen brand stovers. Okay? <laughs> I'm not saying that's not a, not a decent little meal you throw it in. I will tell you, mark my words, all listeners. I mean, I'm not going to do it for free. You're going to have to buy the ingredients, but that's all I'm going to charge you. I will make you a lasagna 
It's too easy. It's so easy. Marinara see, is like the easiest thing you can make that makes such a huge difference. I'm glad you in, just said that. The, the easiest taste. thing you can make. Because like you can buy a good Classico sauce, and I love Classicos. If I'm not making my sauce, if I'm in a hurry for spaghetti or whatever, I only go Classico. If you mention ragu, walk out this door. <laughs> Don't even talk to me. But sauce is so easy to make. It's super easy. My buddy whose family is from Italy, Shane, you've met Shane Frankel, and he uh, he taught me how to make it. It's not sauce, it's gravy. Yep. And you make Sunday gravy, and he taught me the authentic no- way to make Sunday gravy. gravy. And I've made it before to where, and I stuck to exactly how he told me to make it, hand crushing tomato, so on and so forth. San Marzano's? Mm-hmm. Yep. And let it let it simmer for about eight to ten hours on a Sunday for dinner. <sighs> Dude, that's shit. Red wine in it or no? I didn't do red wine. But I okay, I bet you there's a little something there. I think then because the, usually the marinara debate is, do you put sugar in it? I think if you add red wine to it, like that's a really high level of acidity. I think you you're gonna have to count. Sugar, no, right? you're gonna have to you counter it. So yeah, so you're gonna have to put some sugar in it. I've always done like, but it took me a while because I think you also taught me how to make sauce as well. And I think you were like, dude, like this is fine, but you, if you're going to do it, do it. Yeah. You taught me how to buy the crushed tomatoes, the brand from Italy. I can think of, I can't, it's like the yellow. The yellow one, yeah. Yeah. Um, the first time I did it, I knew for sure what it was. It wasn't a bad sauce. We all still ate it, but there was something that was too much. And I knew quickly it was the sugar. And it took me two or three go go at it yeah. to realize that it, I was putting too it's like very little yeah, sugar that you need um, I was putting way too much I don't even think I was putting that much but I knew for sure I was like you, it almost burnt and it burnt everything else Weird. yeah but yeah it doesn't, eh. take, it doesn't take a whole lot to no. be too much so I'm gonna say for the way I do it I guess it's uh, it's lasagna on lasagna I like it but it's I, how I hadn't it, made a lasagna in a long time you kind of want to now don't I you? do now yeah <laughs> just made one the other day for Cassandra's parents they let me borrow her car for longer than I think she expected so shout out to Frida that was awesome so I I'm, I cooked them dinner as my way to say thank you I got a question for you ask away and I've, I've I looked this up the other day because looking up some phones but I've thought about this randomly first of all just let me say I love whenever I think of stupid shit and like huh but then you find the same thing and you realize somewhere someone around the world is just as crazy thoughtful as mm-hmm. you are, right? One of the first ones we ever did of this was, I wonder if what I see as pink is what you see as pink, or do you see it as purple? Remember that? Yep, yep. I found that on the internet the day. Someone <laughs> asked it, and it made my day, because usually when I ask people that, I got a really, like, you're a dumbass remark, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, and I've thought about this before. So, this is life. We're living life. Everything has been happening. You, you, you wake up, you do whatever you're doing for the day, you go to sleep, you wake up, you do it again, so on and so forth, right? Yeah. You go to sleep, you dream. Yeah. Most likely, right? What if, okay, we're just hallucinating our entire life and we wake up one day to our actual life? Like, so, like, we're in, like, some Inception shit I right now. Saying, it depends on if you think the Matrix and Inception is, like, real. I mean, I... I'm not going to say that there's any way that it can't not be real. Okay. Like I think there's always an option. I've thought about this even since I was younger too, is what if like everything was awesome? Like, fuck yeah. Like this is pretty good. And then you wake up and like, that's not at all (laughs) what your life is. 
<laughs> and it was just like the best night's sleep you've ever had. Yeah. Well, uh, well, you remember in Inception, once the whole gang is together, mm. and they go downstairs to the basement uh, of whatever like little shop. The little they warehouse go thing yeah. that they're at. And you can let it go. It, it won't matter. Okay. Uh, they go down in the basement and there's already a group of people that are under like the dream sharing yeah. machine deal. Yeah. And the old man, uh, one of the guy, I think it's the, the chemist that says, uh, something to the effect of, well, are you really living a life if you, if you're dreaming all the time? And the old man says, well, who's to say that we're not right now? Something along those yeah. lines, just planting the seed that, you know, maybe because they're asleep and dreaming, as you see them right now, okay, maybe their actual reality is, is you doing something completely, I mean, just a completely backwards statement from what that guy was thinking Crazy, to start with. Yeah. What if, though, like, like this entire, like, I feel like I've lived for 34 years, right? Been married for eight. I may not, I may wake up. From this podcast right now, I'm like 75. I'm like, dude, you could have lived a whole different life, Or man. you wake up tomorrow and you're 34, but you live in the <laughs> liquid-filled egg pod with all those tubes attached to you, and you're just popping them off, and the giant alien's going to come suck your egg pod down now. I mean, I'm not saying that it's not a possibility, is what I'm saying. The older I get, the more I... I think I've even said this before on a podcast. I don't remember which one, because for as many as we've all done now, they all start to blend together, but... Uh, the older I get, the more I think that time is not a uh, a straight line. I think it's more of a circle. Or if you watch The Good Place, it's Jeremy Baramy. Jeremy Baramy. <laughs> if, if you think about that, uh, if you start at the far left, you start drawing like what would be a timeline. Right. But then you start the J of Jeremy... E R M Y, loop it up to B E R M E Y. I mean, it goes eighteen different yeah. directions. And I don't, I don't think that that's too far fetched. So what you know, how we experience time right now, it, it appears linear to us because it's such a short period, right? Exactly. Cosmically. Mm-hmm. So who knows? You know. Yeah. And there, there are theories that there are enough planets and alternate timelines do you have you ever watched community uh i watched a little bit of community but not <laughs> enough to quote i just remember chevy chase okay it's super corny but I, that's part of why i like it and and i like shows that have uh running jokes throughout the the entirety of the show i feel like modern family does a yes, good job of that family the office great is great that. with that yeah. uh okay so one of the running jokes in community they get together for a party one night and they're playing a game and somebody delivers a pizza and nobody okay. wants to get up from their seat to, do, to go accept the pizza delivery. So they <laughs> roll a dice so. and they roll a dice. And now uh, Abed, who's the Asian yeah, guy, guy yeah. uh, he says, look, you know, by doing this, we may be setting the world like we may be creating six alternate timelines now. And the running theme <laughs> through the rest of the show is, you know, it depends on which timeline we're looking at right now. And they always yeah, revert back to the worst timeline. timeline. Yeah, to the worst timeline, which is 
Like somebody's arm got cut off and <laughs> two of the characters are married and they've gone to jail for a murder. I mean, you know, just the most odd stuff. So they're, you know, who knows which timeline we're actually operating in right now. And what I was saying was, you know, there are theories that there are enough planets and, and, and solar systems throughout the universe that as we exist, you and I right here, mm-hmm. there are enough alternate timelines that everything that could have ever happened to either of us either already has happened, is happening, or will happen along an, an alternate timeline somewhere. Could not agree more with that. No. I don't think that uh, there's originality in a whole lot of anything. That's not how, like, that's not the universe's pattern, right? Right. So... Again, as we see things, you you detect patterns, but uh, as you start breaking it down to to smaller and smaller bits and pieces, yeah, things are too unique for the same thing to occur over and over and over again. Right, absolutely. Everything is so random, it will happen once and never again. Yep. Yep. So I, 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 there's no answer to that, but what if all you listeners out there are just dreaming right now? <laughs> that you're listening to these two jackasses yeah, talk about yeah. Listen, here's, alternate timelines. I guess timelines. that's a very valid point that we should bring up. If you're dreaming or hallucinating, whatever, and we're in here sitting here talking about our fucking microphone, I feel really sorry for whatever it is. You couldn't yeah. dream any better than that? Come yeah. on. Aim higher. Do better. I've had worse dreams, but I've definitely had better dreams. Yeah. Okay, let's let's have a debate. Okay, you want to settle? Let's settle a debate. A master debate. I am a master debater. Cassandra gets so fucking mad because anytime the word debate is mentioned, I have to throw in <laughs> so master required. debate. Yeah, yeah. it's like it's. I spent it like seven years ago, but I still use it. Yeah. Okay, continue. It's a bullet that gets shot often. Uh, okay, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. No. All right. Well, then there's no debate because I don't think it is either. I get annoyed when people say it is too because the only Christmas um, theme to the movie is that it takes place from a Christmas party. What else is yeah. Christmas me about that movie? Nothing. That's the, that's my point. That's it, right? You can replace Christmas with, you know, Steve in the office's birthday party. Yeah. I'm, Valentine's Day yeah, party. It is not. Christmas time. It is your There's birthday. nothing Christmassy about it. Yeah. So, like, it, and I've never thought about this because I, I don't know where, I don't know, I haven't heard that debate, but something strikes a bell where that's been mentioned before I've heard that. Mm-hmm. That could go, this may annoy a lot of people, though, but Home Alone, same exact issue, right? Or would you consider Home Alone more of a Christmas movie? Um... I would I can say t- it's more Christmas oriented than Die Hard. I tend as a kid, and especially now with children, my kids love that movie. I tend to watch Home Alone a lot more around Christmas time than I ever do during the regular part of the year. Yeah, but I guess it's it's a Christmas movie. I, I okay, Home Home Alone. I think you could classify as Christmassy because there's Christmas, there's presents, there's stockings. Movie. Actually, the the wet bandits um, pick out certain houses because they're timing when Christmas lights are coming yep. on. Okay, so Home Alone. I guess we can agree is a Christmas movie. But no, die, there's no way Die Hard is. 
it's just because they were at an office party, they happened to be celebrating Christmas. Yeah. So, like, what's one of the main factors when you think about Christmas time? So, think of all, all the adjectives and, and things associated with Christmas. Yeah. Right? Uh, all right. So, presents, trees. Mm-hmm. But what's the weather doing? The weather's it's always cold. cold. It's not cold. And it's, it's in L.A., right? <laughs> there's no, there's, there's there's no none, snow The weather was far from frightful. <laughs> That's the point I'm trying to make. <laughs> That's, that was my argument with the with the most. I don't know if you've been watching, but the most uh, recent Ted Lasso episode is they did no, a Christmas episode. I haven't started it's, Ted it's Lasso. August, like, it's August. It's hard for me to be in Christmas mood when it's fucking ninety five degrees. <laughs> Come on, like, yeah, I'll give you that, that. That's a few months away. I'll give you that. Apparently, I need to start Ted Lasso. I've been told that. I can't believe it. Oh God, kicked it again every time. Uh, I tried to the other day because I thought it was on one of the subscriptions I already have. I found out it's on Apple TV. Yeah, it's an Apple show. But I think I'm, I, I either mentioned it to you or somebody else. Someone's, oh, my cousin was on here the other day. And she was talking about Ted Lasso. And I was like, I don't have Apple TV. She's like, dude, it's like five bucks. It's, it's five bucks, yeah. <laughs> my bad. I spent more at fucking the donut store this morning. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's definitely, yeah. You okay. need to get it. But I know you watch Dave, too. And I think Dave is along the same line. I think it just takes a different approach to sort of the same result. Okay. Is, you know, do better, be better, mm-hmm. do better by your friends, especially that season finale of Dave. That was Definitely great. Definitely do better by your friends. You told me about Dave. I got into it immediately. Mm-hmm. And you sold me immediately. You know what you said? Yeah. What'd you say? How far off was I? I mean, was I wrong? No. <laughs> no. I know exactly what I said. So I watched the first episode within a couple of weeks and then I caught up. I mean, it was every Thursday night I was watching Dave up until the finale the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, for those of y'all who don't know what we're talking about on Hulu, Lil Dicky, who's apparently a real rapper and, and he can fucking legit. spit. <laughs> and his shit is so obnoxious. I think that's what I love about it's, it. But the yeah, show's more obnoxious. It's awful, but, but he's awesome. so good. Yeah, Mark compared it to Curb Your Enthusiasm, and I was like, okay, well, I can't not watch it now. Um, dude, that show was so good, but those last two episodes on everything, you talk about cinematography, how they wrote it, the acting, and it goes with the show. And I thought... Two of the better episodes of any show I've seen well, in I thought a up and very two, long time. Up until those last two, I thought season two, it, it wasn't quite the same. Bit, and that's always going to happen, I feel like, in shows... I feel like always, almost, I could almost say 100% of the time, season three sucks. Every season, every single fucking show. Mm-hmm. Almost 100% of the time. Season two is always going to be really good because if a season one's really good, season two is not going to be as good. Well, season one is great because that's the idea and how you execute it. And now you're bringing yeah. all of this creative energy into fruition. Mm-hmm. Then everybody's like, yeah, it's great. Season two. Now let's, let's recreate it. And usually there's some carryover to it. Yeah. Like you continue some of the storyline from yep. the first season. Yeah. And then by season three, you realize you've got a hit. And now the producers and the networks are saying. I think they think too hard. Okay, we need to really. you got to ant this up. See how far we can take this show. Let's make as much money on it. Which in TV terms equates to longevity usually. Yeah. Absolutely. Which is the problem that Walking Dead has run into Jesus Christ. over the last we seven the years now. still on TV? Yeah. No one to hang it up. Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. Well, like season three of Dexter, horrible. Yeah, it was bad. 
we both agreed, and we've told multiple friends who were getting into Dexter, which if you haven't seen it by now, like where are you living, but whatever. Go season one, season two, skip to season four. Just ask me what happens. I'll tell you, Oscar. And then now we've moved yeah. on to season four, <laughs> yep. right? Yep. Season four is great. And then to me, it's kind of hit and miss after that. It is. I never not missed an episode. I didn't hate it. I think it. they really missed cashing in an opportunity after four mm-hmm. because yep. they could have really let him kind of unleash yep. the the serial killer side. He did that one time when he was like on his fucking boat in that random place and beat the shit out of that dude to death with the fucking... Uh, remember that? He was getting gas. It was right after what happened on season four. Yeah. You'll remember it if you Google it. But then after that, it was like, eh, I agree with you. We'll see what happens. I like in this uh, remake the uh, Colin Hanks where he's the bad guy. I like that season. That one's that pretty one good because he was a good bad guy. He was a good bad guy. It's got a lot of controversial stuff with serial killing as with the religious side of it. Yeah, it's Colin Hanks and like he's to me he's done some really good stuff. He's Tom Hanks' son, and that's the season that Deborah decides that she's in love with Dexter, oh. like not being you know. Yeah. Not as a brother, but right. You know, as an actual yeah dude. Yeah, that yeah. And it got weird. Yeah. So I guess that was what seven then. That was season seven. Yeah. Because then eight's seven. the last one. Yep. Yeah. Until recently. Yeah, nine's coming up though. We'll see what happens. I'm gonna watch it. I'm not. Yeah, I will with too. Because so. I'm committed. Yeah. yeah, I'm not watching with high hopes. <laughs> I'm pot committed with Dexter. So I actually got this idea from. Um, can't remember the name of the movie. I'll think of it here in a minute. If I don't, like that, doesn't have anything to do with this. But someone mentioned something, like this. This uh, it was about a teacher in a high school class. Kind of had some misfits in this class, whatever. But they make she makes him read a book, or he makes him read a book. I don't remember. Anyways, he says something that always stuck out to me. Okay, the day we're born, we start to die. Yeah, that's a common thread in some right? philosophy thoughts. And it, it kind of makes sense when you think about it. So the question that I have for you is, are we living or are we slowly dying? Depends on your perspective, I guess. So I think everybody gets to a point in their adult life where you're, there are exceptions to the rule, but where you're living uh, for your children for your job. That's the kicker right there. Yeah. You're just getting up doing the same thing every day. It's just a very mundane, very routine. So that's when you start doing things like podcasts. I was just going to say that. I was like, (laughs) for those of you living like that, I got an idea. Fucking hit record on a microphone. Yeah. Uh, I think that's the point in your life where you have to find some kind of new outlet. Yep. You know, radically change jobs. Well, radically change your lifestyle stuff like that ty said something the other okay it was the other day but as we're listening it's about two weeks ago on the pick four podcast where me you and ty were talking football stuff right Mm -hmm. he said something that i thought was so spot on um and i don't know if you ever thought about it but he said your hobby is finding hobbies yeah i'm pretty good at that and it was like when he said that, like, I wish that that part you would have been, like, doing the pan film. Because I was like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> that's your hobby, right? So I personally feel like every single 
every day. That's a stretch. You know, we all have our ups and our downs. But, like, in the grand scheme of life, just from the time that we've been adults as friends, you know, I've known you way longer than when I was an adult. But, like, you've, you always find something to, to move your creative juices and stuff. So like, you're living, like, and if you get bored with it, you're like, fuck it, I'm going to find something else. I'm going to yep. do this, I'm going to do that. The painting, the uh, blog, blogging. You've done some short stories that were fucking fantastic. Thank you. You've done the podcasting. You've done the hunting. Like you're constantly yeah. We're fixing to go to Colorado and hunt elk for two weeks. Never done that before. I want to add something to that. Like if you don't somehow make notes, record something, or turn it into podcast, I'm gonna, I'm gonna really be upset. I'll try to do like when I when I did my yes best ever. I have shared that with so many fucking people. Kind of walked around through Gila National Forest and uh, took some mushrooms and that was awesome. Wrote notes while <laughs> while I was tripping. Uh, I'll probably more than likely keep notes rather than uh, I might like a journal. Yeah, I, I might do some video, you know, vlog type stuff, but I don't want to do a whole lot. Mostly because I just don't want to live through my phone while I'm out there doing that. I feel like okay, you're going to do an elk hunt in Colorado with Jeremy, right? Like yep. the, the end goal is to come back with an elk. I mean, that's Hopefully. why you're going, I don't, right? I don't expect that to happen, but... That's uh, the goal. Yeah. But a lot of the, 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 the sub stuff that goes with doing that hunt is that you're going to be hopefully out of cell phone range. But even if you have some ranges, you have to dial it back a little bit. I do that a lot when I go on snowboarding trips. Like, mm-hmm. I try to limit the cell phone to being at the cabin. I'm not going to be playing on my phone when I'm on on the mountain it's the same idea though what you're doing so if you were to video record everything although i would enjoy watching it i feel like for you personally you've defeated the purpose of why you just left for fucking yeah 14 days yeah and typically when i go and do longer oriented well even if i go deer hunting spur for a weekend yeah i don't have it with i usually leave it it, in the trailer you don't need it with you like I'm, well, whatever. That's a whole nother podcast. Yeah. But, um, I think I've offered this up to you, and if you could turn it into your pick four favorite moments from being in Colorado and, and elk hunting, you know I'm going to listen, right? If you don't feel like you can do it in your platform when you come back, I would love to chronicalize. <laughs> <laughs> How about chronicle? Let's chronicle. <laughs> that makes way more sense. Like the Chronicles of Narnia. Yeah, Let's Chronicles go. of Colorado on having said that. The door's open. If you don't do it, won't hurt my feelings. You do your thing. But I just feel like if you made enough notes, somehow I want to hear about your experience. And I'll yep. hear about it either way. But you know yep. what I'm saying. Yeah, we can do that. So either way, like, what, do you, what is your answer on that? Are we living or slowly dying? You got to think like, okay, like here's, here's the part where I feel like. Depends on how much Frederick Nietzsche you've read lately. People are living, right? Like they're starting podcasts on the hopes that anybody will listen. If they do, they don't. Raise your hand. Yes, that. It, um, you do this and you do that and you, like you try these new things and you go to these new food trucks and you start new jobs and stuff like that's trying to live. Right. But here's the part where I think we could be slowly dying. How many fucking mornings do you wake up and hate life because your back hurts so bad you can't see straight yeah, yeah about it's been off and on but i'm gonna go a good solid six months i've woke up with lower back pain yep and i'm like i can't stand when people my age say they're old like don't 
what I do for a living is nursing. Like you're not old until you're like 80 plus. Like we'll admit a 65 year old and like the, the comment is always, damn, he's young. Okay. So yeah. don't think that just because you're 30 or 40, whatever you're old, it's so obnoxious. It makes my skin crawl when, and girls are using them. I was like, oh my God, you make me feel so old. Stop fucking saying that. But that's a whole, like, I'm not getting there, but I know that annoys the shit out of you too. Yeah. It's got it to. Because it annoys the shit out of me. <laughs> but like, I wake up with lower back pain. Okay. I've got a headache more days than I don't have a headache, right? <laughs> Sometimes when I stand up off the couch, I limp a little bit. It's weird. Like I, You got to get going. Yeah. Yep. You got to start that motor a little get the, bit. Get the giddy up going. <laughs> So for those aspects in all of our lives, I think we're slowly dying. <laughs> I'm afraid so because, you know, for your, your average American, there's not a lot of deviation in your day. Now, there are bits yeah. and pieces, you know, there are stretches when it changes, like when mm-hmm. you go on vacation yeah. or, or whatever. Even now, though, I feel like Americans do this almost perfectly. Like you create your own stress. So even going on vacation is stressful. <laughs> yes, y'all can't see me. Two hands are raised. Hand raise, yeah, and I'm guilty of it too. Like you know, what's we funny? need to we need to be at X, Y, and Z at, yep. at A, B, and C time. Yeah. If we aren't there now, I'm, you know, I have anxiety about it. Yes, and it ruins the day. Yeah, it really does. It's so funny because those of y'all that know me and know my family is I'm like so laid back. Sometimes it's obnoxious, like. The house could be on fire. I'm like, all right, so like, we'll, so figure, on fire. we'll figure it it's, it's, out. The like, door's okay. right there. It's okay. No, we'll be all right. Yeah. My wife, on the other hand, does not view life that way. All right. It's got to be, I don't she's not a planner, but like, I, I don't know how to describe it, but you know, Cassandra, mm-hmm. when we're on vacation, she doesn't give a flying fuck rat's ass what we're doing when we're doing it. It's like, hey, let's just do this today. She, like, we don't plan when we go on vacation, which is cool. Um, but me, I'm like on edge. I'm like, okay, we just spent this amount of money and we just did here. And if we need to do this, we need this. And if we go to this restaurant, it looks like it's going to be a two hour wait. What are we going to do for two hours? Yeah. It's the weirdest <laughs> thing on vacation. Her and I flip roles and maybe that's good for our marriage. She's like, you know what? I've dealt with this shit for the last no, 11 months and yeah. three weeks for this week. Have fun, baby. Well, the, the, the best vacations for me, like, uh, when I went to Florida and I literally, we, we went with zero plans. Yeah. And all we did one day, we walked out of our hotel room onto the beach yep. and walked one direction as yep. far as we could walk until yep. we got tired. This isn't Destin, right? came back. Yeah. Then, no, uh, previous trip to Florida. Gotcha. Uh, the next day, we walked out of our hotel room and walked as far as we could the other direction. <laughs> the other way. Yep. You've seen it all. Turn around, came back. Problem solved. Yeah. Yeah. That, and no phone, yep. nothing. Yep. I have, and I know it's, it's, it's really hard for Reagan. I think it's hard for Cassandra and it's difficult for me. Okay. Three different levels, but I try, if we're on vacation, put the phone down. Okay. And I constantly, and I know it upsets Reagan and I get it because the Instagram likes and all this, but I'm like, okay, here's, you can either take your picture at the beach or you can be at the beach, but there's not really, I feel like there's no combination of the two. But if you push that phone down, you can actually enjoy that beach or the mountains or whatever it is. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it's a different day and age. Refer back to my uh, social media uh, <laughs> episode I actually did with Reagan. Anyway. Yeah. So uh, it 
the answer to the question probably lies within what day you ask somebody. I was gonna, I was thinking that too, and I never thought when I typed this, I never thought about it. But as we were having the conversation, I was thinking the same thing: is a, it's gonna depend on person to person, but not even so so much is what stage in your life are you at that particular day, week, month, whatever it is. Yeah. You know, you. But you can break up that monotony and not be on vacation. So how many times do we? cook out yeah sit outside we get together quite a bit you do your monthly uh, dinner party drunk yeah absolutely and and you don't care what's happening Cassandra's personal escape is Vegas we're going to Vegas again in two weeks I know that's going to blow your mind Cassandra and I are going to Las Vegas Um, we got our anniversary coming up actually it may have already happened by the time this post it doesn't matter I don't know but you know where we are going though Meow Wolf Oh, yes. You've been Santa Fe Meow Wolf. Yeah. We're going to Vegas Meow Wolf. Yes. We've never done any different. Meow Wolf. Yeah. Um, so we're going to go to that, and I'll, I will keep you posted. Yes. And I'm super... That would be awesome. Super excited on that. So. Yeah, you'll enjoy it. You'll go, what am I looking at? <laughs> That's kind of the, kind of the goal. Yeah. All right, what you got? Okay. Um, let's talk uh, sports for a second, or let's let's decide what's a sport. So do you think that cheerleading, ice skating, diving, things like that are a sport or you're just athletic if you can do those things? Just athletic if you can do those things. I would agree. Like to me, a sport involves definitive rules about keeping score and there's a definite winner and a definite loser mm-hmm. any to me anything that is judged by people to arrive at the score is not a sport i agree and a lot of that too is is like we can take the most recent summer olympics that just happened within the last month um, and I'm sure anybody, I didn't watch the Olympics this year. I, I love gymnastics and I like swimming. I did watch some swimming, Ledecky, um, some stuff like that, but I don't know. I just wouldn't be on the Olympics this year. I don't know why it didn't matter. The, the, the issue that I think everybody had, and I want to say every American had, if you're true blooded American and want to see Americans succeed, but really probably I would hope worldwide is, you see Simone Biles, who we all know, like no one will ever compete with, right? Um, maybe. I mean, I mean, immediately. In, in off the hyperbola her, says she's the greatest ever, best, right? She's the GOAT, right? And she knows Until she's somebody's the GOAT. better. Agreed. But for right now, she's the GOAT, right? No one's going to compete with her today. So what the fucking Olympic Committee decided to do is, well, it's not fair because she can do this, this, and that. No one else can. So we're going to bring the judging down for her to make it more competitive on a playing field. So for that reason right there is, like if it was football, baseball, basketball, soccer, track, it doesn't matter what it is. Like you said, there's a definitive winner, definitive loser. First of all, who are the people on the panel to decide what that specific score was? Because, okay, you could do your floor routine, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe get like a 80. I don't, I don't know what scoring is. But you could do the exact same. You would change nothing for five different panelists, and maybe you might get a 95 the next day. Yeah. Right? So, that's There's a, too much room for interpretation. Yep. For 
perspective. It's interpretation. It's what kind of mood am I in? And I don't care what anybody says. If that person woke up and got a text from their husband or their wife and like start shit, it's going to affect their scoring. Um, how good of a night of a sleep did they get? How do you feel personally about this person? Right. If you're yeah. saying that those people are, are non-biased, maybe for a lot of it they are, but there's no way that bias don't come into play with that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't like that. It's badass athletes doing really cool shit as opposed to a, this is the score. How do you feel? Yeah. Things that have scores, times, mm-hmm. where there's a definite like There's no way you can argue it. Yeah. So let me ask you this that I'm going to feed off of that because this is a huge debate among a lot of sports fans is is golf a sport is NASCAR a sport? NASCAR is not golf um golf is an athletic exercise I th- that has a competitive element. I would say <laughs> I do not think that like if you drive a car in a circle, I would not consider you an athlete, okay? No. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying there's not a ton of skill involved. Yeah. Right? You have to know a whole lot more than it looks like what speeds to go, when to slow down, when to go to the pit crew. There's a lot involved. When do you uh, slingshot? When do you drift or draft? I think it's draft. I don't watch fucking NASCAR. When do you shake and bake? When do you shake and bake? It's El Diablo. <laughs> But I don't think of them as an athlete. I'm going to have to disagree on the golf side of it. A lot of people's argument is is that golf is not a sport because you're, um, it's not a team sport. Okay, I've heard that from so many people. And here's I don't think my, team has anything to do with it. That's what I always say because my argument is you're going to tell me that fucking Anna Kornikova, that Serena Williams, that... Rafael Nadal are yeah. not athletes and they're not being in a sport. You That's said a gymnastics. Single game. Like you're, I mean, granted, you're keeping a team score, there's but you're team, out there by yourself. There's a team, but you're one-on-one, right? Yeah. So you got to take that one out of your head. Boxing, there's yeah. no... Ooh, I didn't even think yeah. about fighting. Yeah. Okay. That's a good one. Golf is a sport. Now, I've even heard some people say that golf, that sports have to be defined with a ball. Um, no. I don't necessarily think that's true. Um, track and field, like yeah. track events, especially. There you go. We're gonna line up and see who's gonna great run the argument. fastest. That's a great, great one. I do think that golf is a sport. I do not think that NASCAR is a sport. No, NASCAR is definitely. I'm not no. taking away from any of those drivers by any means, but I don't think that that's a sport. I think it's more of a. It's like a strategic, like a risk type game. Like you have to think ahead of the game. Let's play some chess. Let's figure out what we're going to do. You're not an athlete by sitting behind a car or wearing the microphone and telling these guys what to do. You're not. An no, athlete. but to me, also, you're not an athlete if you're standing. You can hit a golf ball. That requires a particular level of athletic ability. But then you're going to walk to your next shot. The grass has been manicured. <laughs> There's no element. A pristine finish. What's the, is it John Daly? The uh, that was going to be my argument. <laughs> I, knew, I knew it would Look be. Look at John Daly was. He fucking convinced people five, to let him. Yeah, 5'9 and 380. <laughs> he was out there whacking golf balls yeah. while he's chugging Miller Light and lighting up marbles. And not so, too long ago, he actually convinced the PGA how he did it, I think, is the first time ever done in history to ride a golf cart. PGA PGA Tour walks. There's a reason they walk, and my dad explained it to me, and it made so much sense. Is 
why are you not walking? I was like, because fuck that. And he's like, well, there's a reason, PJs. You have all that time, that 100, 200, 300 yards to think about your next shot, right? You get in your golf cart, it's a two-second drive, and you're to your next one, right? But John Day, okay. Like, so, uh, I think of, of, of golfers as athletes, but, like, I'm looking, like, Tiger Woods, he's an athlete, right? I think, like, the... I don't think the only thing he's going to beat me at is golf. I really don't. Like, he's in shape. He's good. But I look at John Daly. Like, he's going to fucking sweep me under the rug in golf. But, like, if I were to race him from 110th to 111th, I'm kicking his ass. (laughs) John, we'll foot race for for this next uh, cocktail here, buddy. Okay. Um, but, like, I would consider, and I don't think hunting is more of a sport than golf, but I think you have to be, there's a level of athleticism involved in that, too, particularly if you're going to walk places. If you're going to do the type of hunting that you and I are thinking of when we think of hunting, we think of Stephen Ranella and the meat eater, right? Yeah. Um, you, you, I can't just go with you next month this month and to Colorado and possibly going to make it with you for 14 days. It's not going to happen. My lungs aren't trained. My legs no. aren't trained. I'm going to bitch out after about day three. Okay. But I, you know, as I say that now there are levels within each of those, uh, individual ideas too. So golf, I think, you know, old retired guys like my granddad was, yeah. you know, late seventies, He's, He'd get out there and play nine and yeah. and walk. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think there are, you know, there are guys that play thirty six holes and and walk all that in a in a day. But conversely, you know, hunting. If you go whitetail hunt and spur, a lot of those guys I know drive out to their blind and walk twenty five yards and sit there all day and then walk back to their truck and drive back to camp. Look at Remy Warren. I don't know how much you know about Remy Warren. Uh, before he was really ever even a part of the Meat Eater crew. He looks just like Jared Leto, by the way. Yeah, he does. He, uh, he had his own deal that was called Wilderness Athlete, which was actually... I'd heard of that. I, know. I did you... one where he was his own film crew. Um, I can't remember that show. Solo Hunter. Okay, okay. Uh, but Wilderness Athlete was actually how he trained to get ready to go hunt in these high-altitude places uh, for elk, or he does a lot of stuff in New Zealand and Australia, too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and it, it okay. that dude is another level of in shape because he's doing all this distance he's running at altitude. He's actually training. See, okay, so there are elements to each of this. Um, that's a great point is... Cam Warren, I don't know if... Or Cam... Uh, Cam Warren. Not Cam Warren. Yeah, Cam Warren's well, a great, baseball player. Great first, Cam, first baseman uh, for tech. Cam Haynes is another like really heavy workout guy that's a bow hunter. I don't know that he covers the distances and stuff that Remy does, but uh, if you just look at a picture of Cam Haynes, that guy's yoked. And he does like long distance archery stuff, so he practices on like 100, 120-yard shots. It's kind of absurd because that's not a real – applicable uh, shot that you're going to take when you're actually hunting anything. Right. Yeah, I think that that's a matter of, like, are you are you hunting to trophy hunt? Are you hunting to get the meat? 
are you hunting for the thrill of the hunt? You said something that answered my question just a second ago. I don't know if I'll come back with an elk, but that's the goal, right? Yeah. You're going for the experience. You're going to have a blast. I guarantee you, if you come back, knock on wood, this doesn't happen, and you don't come back with an elk, you're still going to be super happy. I'm going to hear all about it. It's going to be a badass story, right? Yeah. If you get the elk, it's like, fuck yeah, I got the elk on top of it. Let's hear some jerky that I made. You know. But then you have other people who, like you said, drive their truck to their blind. (laughs) And then they shoot that deer. They kill that deer. They take it to the processor because they don't even know how to fill dress a fucking deer. Which I've learned how to do twice. One, you showed me how... With the deal, you, the deer you killed whenever we went hunting, mm-hmm. and then I shot my first deer with Kenneth not too long ago, and he taught me what he's learned over the years. Um, and then you eat your own kill. Like there's there's different levels of that, so that's a hard one to answer. You know when he's talk, talking about hunting, but yeah, to answer the question that you asked from the get go, we keep getting yeah, we keep okay. drifting it farther happens. and farther away it from happens. what we. Talk I about. personally. I feel like those are good athletes, but those are not teams. It's not, sp- it's not a sport. sport. It's not a sport. Okay. I really feel that way. You? Yeah. Is that, was that what you thought? Yeah, same. Okay. I have a good one for you. You okay. ready? Yep, give it to me. Okay. You mentioned, I don't even remember what we were talking about. Earlier, you mentioned the word murder, right? Murder. There's a reason they call it, they don't call it muck Muck duck. (laughs) (laughs) I really hope Ripley is sitting in Canaan right now studying and starts laughing. (laughs) Shout out Ripley, pretty bud. Okay. There are levels of importance in life. Yep. There are levels of like, I think like the majority of us are like midway, right? Like, if something tragic were to happen to me, it wouldn't be on national news, but like people would be affected by that, right? Yeah. Unfortunately, there are tragic things that happen to people and no one really gives a shit, but maybe the mother, right? Yeah. It's a true story. And there are tragic things that happen to certain people that the whole world stops and it grabs their attention. Okay. Yeah. Let me ask you this. At what point does a simple murder become an assassination? Well, I think there has to be an element of the victim being in the public eye. Yeah. And a particular level of public importance. So So if they hold... An elected office. There it is. Um, especially, I think that's that's an assassination if they have they have influence politically. So not not that you're holding office, but that you have the ability to affect politics. You you have been assassinated, right. rather than because you're talking like the reason you didn't just say uh like a political office, I'm assuming is because of MLK. He wasn't a yep. political. He wasn't a senator. Or a there are plenty of nothing, but he, murders or assassinations, as we talk about them, that uh, have to do with politics that don't involve somebody that's holding office. Sure. Yeah. Sure. 
he's a great example and people that will understand that you talk about like um like on what so i personally and i don't know like i didn't even look up the the uh, definition of assassination i don't know if it's considered an assassination if it's not a political thing so like in the reason like let me just set you up with the scenario okay tupac okay everybody in the I'm going to say United States. Let's, let's not go outside ourselves. Knew who Tupac was at that time. You may have loved him. You may have hated him. You may have not have even cared or been familiar with him. But you knew who Tupac was, right? Like, I'm not like a hip-hop guy right now. But I can tell you who people... Like, if you mentioned a hip-hop artist name right now, I'm like, oh, yeah, I've heard of him. Yeah. Right? When he was killed over in Las Vegas... I'm going to tell you a cool story about that here in a second. Okay. Would you consider that Tupac was assassinated or was... Or was Tupac murdered? Uh, I wouldn't call it an assassination. Personally, uh, me neither. He was murdered, right? Yeah. But his death has been, I don't know the year, so don't quote me that, but it's been 20 plus years, right? For some reason, 97 yeah, sticking in my head, but I, I can't. So if that's the case, it's been less than, it doesn't matter. We're going to say 20-ish. Ish will give us some, some leeway, right? Okay. It's still affecting people to this day. I know as a fact it is, okay? People always wonder, like, what what could he have been? Was his message here? Was his message there? But you don't say that Tupac got assassinated. Well, let's define assassinate as I, as I look at it here. Uh, a murder, in parentheses, an important person. Okay. And a surprise attack for political or religious reasons. Okay. So I don't okay. think okay. his okay. murder involved politics or religion either one no his was retaliation if you haven't seen the movie notorious even if you don't give a shit about hip-hop i highly suggest you watch that movie it's really fucking good and it'll also give you some insight on what we're talking about there's a tv show with josh dumal that goes into depth with it too that's really cool um so you said political or religious right right okay See, that's, and I probably should have looked it up for a did, but I didn't want to for a reason. There's a reason I did not Google the definition is because of this question. Like, yeah. level of importance may not necessarily matter. It's mm-hmm. what did that person who just got shot and killed Because it could be like uh, in John Lennon's case. Mm-hmm. You know, that was just That's a great a example. That's a great example. Everybody knew who John Lennon was in yeah. all fucking seven continents of the world, right? I would hope so, yeah. Right? Yeah. They announced it that's in the a, middle of a, a Monday Night Football game. Yeah, that's a, actually a great example. So at what point does murder become assassination is when the person who was shot and killed, I say shot, but who was killed, mm-hmm. was standing for something, I'm going to go with this one, that people may or may not agree with. Because that... I think that goes with religious, well, re, yeah, religion and represented politics. right a, a political ideology or a religious ideology. Right. So you're going to have some controversy. Person probably was going against what people wanted to hear. Yeah. Okay. Would, yeah, so like you I don't think that. like if I walk outside right now, whenever you leave, I'm like, hey man, we'll see you later, and I get shot in the head. That's not an assassination. Damn it. It depends yeah. <laughs> on who shot you and what their reasoning was. <laughs> Why were they mad at me enough? Yeah, if okay. they li- listened to a podcast. <laughs> That's what I was And wondering. they were like, look, you talked about blank one yeah. day, and I'm completely against blank. So I was assassinated. walk up and whack, whack, whack. 
If I now died, you're assassinated. You're if not I died and the headline showed local podcast badass <laughs> <laughs> dies by assassination, I'm not going to be the saddest person. That's going your headstone, right? I mean, <laughs> will you see to it? I'm on it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I appreciate that. Give me one more. Okay. Uh, uh, let's see. I've got a lot written down here. How How long do we want to talk about it? Well, let me just. Uh... We're an hour. We got a few more. Okay. Um. Oh, I've got. Okay, let's do this because this is kind of a, a two prong question. Okay. What Disney princess would make the best spy? The best spy? Yeah. I'll tell you right now. I've never like. There's no way to prepare for this. It's gonna be the Little Mermaid, Ariel. You think so? Hundred percent. Defend your answer. Okay, Ariel can't speak. Okay. Okay. So she, when Ariel goes and like, so she's just like observing. This is Ariel on land, not Ariel on sea. Okay. Okay. Not mermaid Ariel. Okay. Right. She's just observing, but like, she's not gonna be center of attention because she cannot talk. Like, don't forget that most important part of this whole factor is. Words can't come out of her mouth. You remember that? Yeah. So she's going to be a good spy because she's observing everything. She's taking it all in. But she's not going to give away for the fact that she's working for you and not for me because she can't say that shit anyways. Okay, but if she can't talk, then she can't relay the information Bullshit. that she's acquired. I don't think it's ever. Now, I would have to rewatch The Little Mermaid, which I haven't <laughs> seen since I was four. I think she can relay. Like, she's not a dumbass. Like, can she write? Can she translate information to me as, like, I sent her out for espionage, right? Yeah. But she can't speak. So, like, although she may not be able to speak to me, I'm going to find a way to communicate with the person I sent out to do the job. But she's not going to be able to speak, so people are not going to be interested in what she has to say when she's out there doing what I sent her to do, which is to spy on the enemy. Okay. I get it. Okay. I don't think that's the right answer. <laughs> I think the correct answer is no. Jasmine from Aladdin. Aladdin. Have you ever seen uh, Neighbors? Jasmine from uh, Aladdin? Oh, okay. Well, then it doesn't matter. Then it doesn't matter. Okay. Okay. Why Jasmine? Okay. She befriends... Someone from the streets. So she's kind of playing both sides. So, yeah, she's got contacts, right? right? She has flying carpet capabilities, which allows her to act like a drone (laughs) in these particular uh, Middle East, uh, you know, scenarios. Okay. Uh, Ooh, that was drones before drones. I'm saying. Yeah, okay. Okay. This is pre. Yeah, this is grandfather drone. Listen. People can't see me. I literally adjusted to the edge of my seat just now. You got my 100% so under she's engine. got contacts to be able to send out, like, she's she's her own, like, case manager for the Middle East. Okay. So, uh, what's his name? Aladdin. Aladdin. Is that his name? <laughs> that tells you how old I am. <laughs> Aladdin. So, Aladdin goes out who's, like, you know, boy of the streets he goes out yeah finds out what he needs to know with the little monkey what's the monkey's name abu abu they come back 
They relay the information to Princess Jasmine. She relays the information that, you know, that she's got. (laughs) I just did the draw draw the floor. You just blew my mind a little bit. So, there you go. Like, you can't name me a better one. She may not be the only one, but you can't name me a better one. Who, after just the explanation you've given me, like, I'm going to tell you what you just did, okay? (laughs) You just uh, Barty Stinson me. (laughs) Okay. My entire <laughs> life, I grew up thinking that Ralph Macchio was the hero. No. When I later became started to watch in How I Met Your Mother and realized that he was not. He's not. No. It was uh uh, what's the guy's name? The the fucking Cobra Kai guy. <laughs> you know what I'm Johnny. saying? Johnny. Yeah. Yeah, Johnny. So he's the. That's what you just did. Like here, I'm thinking like Jasmine's like falling in love with Aladdin. No. Really, what she's doing is playing this motherfucker to go back to her dad no. <laughs> to relay the information. Same. She's politi- You know, she's got a hierarchy in, in the political no, realm. She she sees shit that none of us will. That's ever right. See. She's like, got access stuff, yeah. to places that common people can't can't right. go. Right. Right. And she's also got access to the streets. That's right. Best of both worlds. And she's probably relaying a little bit of information to each side, right? But you well, got, you have to. That you have to that's do what enough makes you a to good get them to trust you, right? Yep. Right? Yep. You can trust me. Here's what it is. I just heard this. Did you ever uh, see Homeland? Yeah, first uh, couple of seasons at least. Don't watch after that. So that's what I was hoping. The first two seasons, mm, yep. so good. The third season... Pretty good. After that, I quit watching after about the fourth episode. But it was kind of the same way. That's right. Claire Danes, she's here, she's there. The redheaded fucking dude, <laughs> he's here, he's there. That's a good one. Okay, so let me ask you the 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 other side of that question then. Um, now what villain would make the best therapist? You're talking Disney villain. Doesn't have to be Disney. I, d- I didn't write it down as as Disney, but if you want to stay in the Disney realm, that's it fine. It doesn't matter either way. <laughs> like, you know why I'm laughing? Why? I'm thinking Aziz Ansari. I'm talking about the Ison team from D2, the Mighty Ducks. <laughs> uh, I, I, mm, give me, I don't know. I've never, oof. I don't know that you can stick with Disney villains because they all have well. No, continue. Sorry. Uh, their own, typically their own. They're pretty bad on Disney. Like they have their own goals in mind. Right. Um, I think you'd have to go with somebody. The like to me, as soon as I read that question, the first answer is uh, Hannibal Lecter because he was one. Okay. But I think that's the obvious answer. So. I like that I, I, you said that because my first answer was going to be Dexter. But we're still on the same line of the way they think. And the, the reason being is, is like, okay. I think Dexter's too insecure. He's not quite sure who he is. Yeah. He is. I, mean, I mean, he knows who he okay. is, but I don't think he's secure enough in like being able to relay information to other people. Like. I think there's a level of insecurity with him that wouldn't make him okay. Okay, an adequate therapist. He may be able to relate. Re- yeah, but he may not be able he to may... give me back what I need to that's hear. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. 
Hannibal is a good one. Then I wouldn't have thought about that. Well, I wouldn't know how to think about that. Hannibal is a fucking that's, therapist. That's, that's his job. Yeah. That's kind of what he went to school for. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't, I, I don't know. Like, how do you come up with a better answer than that, though? Yeah, and like with when you talk about Hannibal, okay, whatever. So like he, he did some pretty fucked up stuff. But like, I feel like a lot of Hannibal stuff is just to mess with other people, right? Yeah. Like. He knows he's got a desire. He's got to fulfill that desire and fulfill that need. Okay. But I feel like a lot of it was like, how far can I push this envelope to just mess with Will Graham and to mess with, um, what's the lead detective's name? Uh, in all the... In the... Well, I mean, he I'm is talking show. Huh? The TV show. Yeah, that's him. No, but like the, the, the Lawrence Fishburne place. What's his name? Oh, uh, the director. Yeah, uh, like whatever his name is, but like yeah, I don't remember. A lot of it is just just to fucking mess with. Well, people. I don't know how much you remember the of the TV show, but that's every bit probably. that that's an idea that that occurs between Hannibal and Will Graham is, mm. you know, why did you do the, you know it starts with somebody asking Hannibal why did you do this? No, it actually starts the other way. The conversation happens between Hannibal and Will. Mm. And Hannibal tells Will, well, I did this just because I wanted to see what would happen. Yeah. How you would react. Right. And then later down the line, Will does the same thing to him. I just wanted to see what would happen. Yep. Which those people will be the people I want to talk to about my deepest, darkest issues. Okay. Yep. So, like, I did this and that. Like, what do you think? Okay. I, I can't come up with a better answer on villain to be a therapist than Hannibal Lecter. There's no the, that's the default that. answer, I, right? I dare you to find a better answer. Yeah, there's not a better one. Okay, here's a good one, okay? Okay. We've all heard this, right? It's new and improved version of this. Okay. How can you improve on something that's brand new? <laughs> uh, I mean, in the definitive form of the words you can't so if can't. It's, it's new you can't really improve on something that's new if it's improved then it existed already right yeah, but exactly. how many fucking infomercials have you had to sit there like the new and approved flexasil not flexasil yeah. that's a way different thing what's it called the flex it yeah flexasil right i have no idea you know what i'm talking about like where he's like oh you can float this fucking boat with this hole you know what i'm talking about oh flex seal Flexil, not yeah. Flexasil. You know what a Flexasil is? No. Google it right now while I'm sitting here talking because you're going to be like, oh, Flexil. <laughs> now I'm scared to. Hold on. New and improved. Flexisil? Flexasil. F-L-E-X-I. S-I-L? Everybody out there, I don't care if you're fucking driving with your kids, Google Flexasil. Have you ever heard of a catheter? Uh, silicone rubber compound? Mm-hmm. So is that, do they make the actual tube for a catheter <laughs> almost catheter we know to help us urinate right yeah. a flexasil goes in your your rectum oh. whenever you're having uncontrollable diarrhea we put it in your butt so then that way you're it's a catheter for I like how you made it a team sport right there we put it in your <laughs> butt Flexasil, not flexasil. At least made some people laugh when they googled that. New and improved cannot be a thing, right? Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay, I've got. I asked you this the other day. I don't know about the other day, but I asked you this fairly recently, post last podcast we did. 
Okay. Okay. When does east become west? <laughs> uh, Eventually, though, like if I like a, in this perfect scenario of this world that I'm living in, in order to fulfill this question that I have, the ocean's not going to be an issue. Mountains, it's just a flat plain. I've got a sidewalk walking all the way across. Like I don't have, like it's going to be able to be possible for me to get all the way around, right? And I'm going to walk out my door and I'm going to head west down 82nd Street. Excuse me, east down 82nd Street. Okay? Okay. Heading towards Quaker, towards Indiana, towards University, so on and so forth. Eventually, unless you're a flat earther, and I will say this, if you are a flat earther, please, I am begging you to reach out to me via social media. I would oh love to God, have you on my podcast. That would be an amazing podcast. I'd love to have you on my podcast. Eventually, once I reach a certain axis, I'm going to have to be heading east at that point. Right? Okay, this is another one that depends on perspective more than geography, I think, right? Yeah. So there are plenty of people who live in Wolferth that will tell you once you get past Quaker, Mm -hmm. you're now... You know, you're now on the east side. (laughs) There are plenty of people that live in the southwest part of Lubbock that would tell you east doesn't really start until east of University Avenue. That's a fucking fantastic argument. Because for me personally, if I'm talking about the east side of Lubbock, I don't really love that term. Like, because I feel like when you start throwing outside, you're talking about like gangs and poverty. I wouldn't consider Eastside till past MLK. Uh, if you're t- well, again, but it's... but like you just said though, like some people may consider Eastside past University, yeah. east, east of University. So, ge- I mean, if you're talking about geography of right, that's uh, three different. It's all concentric circles of importance, right? So, mm-hmm. if you're talking about your own neighborhood. You know, I can go to the east side of Wolferth. Right. Which there's very definitely a a, a downgraded portion mm-hmm. of town that's on the east portion. Mm-hmm. If you're talking about Lubbock, you know, east of the interstate. If you're talking about Texas, uh, I, I think I've seen a couple articles about this, about where west and east divide. And there's actual a line that runs through the state where oak trees are plentiful and where they don't grow. Okay. And it's a it's very much a line that kind of runs off of the Caprock, you know, to the east and south of the state. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, there's almost a they nearly cuts the state in half. Really? Um if you're talking about America, you know, I Texas is probably it can, I think people consider it west because of the ideology but really, it's kind of right dead center. Yeah. Um, if it's you're talk- like right smack dab in the middle. Yeah. If you're talking about... I've, I've always thought like... Probably okay. the Mississippi River would be the dividing line for that one. So People say Lubbock is what type of Texas, right? West. West Texas. If you look at a map, unless I was taught completely wrong in fucking geography, probably 10th grade at Friendship High School, Lubbock... 
more than east, west, or south, Lubbock is north Texas. Yeah. Is that, am I wrong? No, you're you're right. It makes no sense to me. <laughs> I'll never understand this, okay? <laughs> if I want to go to Dallas, Texas, from Lubbock, Texas, I have to drive south to get there. But Dallas is... You drive is, south. <laughs> you Dallas, drive south to go east. <laughs> Dallas is north Texas. And Lubbock is west Texas. But yet I'm driving south to get to something that's further north. I consider Lubbock north Texas. And that's I don't a, say that. I'm that's from labels, west Te- though. That, I'm from west Texas. That, that's not the same thing. <laughs> is that not the weirdest it's, fucking thing? Yeah, it's dumb. I think about that all the time. So, But if you go... Okay, let's talk about not our continent. Let's go... Asia and Europe, right? So yep. there, there's sort of a, a dividing line where people who practice or countries that practice uh, communism mm-hmm. as it is or, or state-controlled operations, yeah, that line might be you know, only 100 miles away if the country on the other side of that border to the west of me mm-hmm. practices democracy. Right. That you know, that's that's more of an ideology than than geography. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay, so I think like okay, because remember in my perfect scenario, there's a sidewalk that get me all the way across the world. Mm-hmm. I don't have to do anything. Okay, if I start heading west, excuse me, I keep doing that. I shouldn't have corrected myself because no one's looking at my hand but you. <laughs> east, right? We go to Quaker, Indiana University. We go to Idaloo. We go to Post, so on and so forth. I think, though, because that's heading east, as long as I'm facing that direction, okay, so I've now wrapped all the way around the world, okay? I've made it. It's been a long time. So now my standpoint right now, I'm in Wolferth, Texas, okay? I've walked all the way around the world. Mm Mm-hmm. But I'm still walking in that same direction. If I walk from Wolforth, Texas to Lubbock, Texas, we can all agree. No one's going to disagree with me. If I'm staying on 82nd Street, I'm still walking east to get to Lubbock, right? Yep. So maybe east really is always east. I used to think until I'm describing this that east could turn into west at a certain uh, well, doesn't it at the international dateline? Well, see, that's what I was wondering. Like, uh, what do you call those? Like, for like the 1057 east and you know uh what's the latitude and longitude latitude and longitude point of reference right Mm -hmm. i think you may still be facing east though i don't know well east is east always right because you're that's the just the direction that you're facing right and you can always travel east right but at some at the international dateline now I think you have to delineate between east and west, east and west, because yeah. it is a day's worth of difference. Even though you're going to travel mm. one mile, right, right, <laughs> and be it'll be yesterday, right. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope everybody's like, "Fuck, I never thought about that." Give me, give if me one still more. Listening. We're, we're babbling. I've got a bunch more, but give me one more. Okay, we're going to talk about. A, okay, this is a pet peeve. It should have made the pet peeve episode of pick four there are a certain number of things that you can put ketchup on those things are potato oriented dishes 
Agreed. So fries, tater tots. Yep. Um, like hash browns. That's mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. But then there are certain things that you can never put egg, uh, ketchup on. Eggs. Don't. Be, no, you shut your mouth right now. Uh, that's horrible. Eggs. I've seen people put ketchup on pizza. That's terrible. No, they don't. Yeah. Do Ta- not. Tacos. That's <laughs> might be even worse. I feel like you're messing with me. <laughs> if you're older than 12, you can't put ketchup on a hot dog. Come on. Uh, Macaroni and cheese. No. It, Anything that's got gravy on it, yeah. Time, sorry, that's not gonna cut it. Even if you're getting your steak fingers from Dairy Queen, even okay, you can, you can't mix that. That's terrible. Okay, ketchup does not. There has to be I, a delineation about things you do and don't put ketchup on. I put ketchup on French fries. Yeah, like it's it's difficult for me to do a fry without ketchup. Right, I've had some great, great ketchup. Over the years, that like took ketchup to a second level. Um, Red Robin, for as shitty as their service is, is they do some great ketchups. Okay, smoked. Ketchup, they have multiple spicy ketchup. They got four or five different ketchups you can order. Okay, did you not know that? No. Oh, you gotta try them out. They're so good. For French fries only, though, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. There are some hamburgers that they come. Served with it, and that's yeah. fine. But no, that, I'm not gonna order a hamburger, burger. Yeah, and add ketchup to I it. I do hamburger, mustard, sandwiches. Or wow, I just gave away my answer. Hamburger, <laughs> hot dog, sandwiches. I'm going mustard all the way. Yeah, right. I don't know that I've ever once in my entire life, now that you mention it, put ketchup on a burger unless ketchup came on the burger. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I never thought about that. Order it that way or ask for it, but if it comes that way, I'll eat it. I'll eat it, yeah, for sure. I think that the ketchup-mayonnaise combo makes actually for a pretty decent decent burger. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm going mustard. Like, you got to go mustard. Let's be adults, right? Yeah, you said eggs. Yeah. Okay, there are, in my personal opinion, two acceptable condiments that you can add... I'm not talking about cooking, so whatever the chef decides to throw in those scrambled eggs or fried egg is fine. There are two acceptable condiments you can put on an egg post being served, right? I swear to God, if you say ketchup, we're, my, we, our friendship might be over. Tabasco sauce? Okay. Or sriracha? Okay. Okay. All clear, yeah. The flavors there, you got the, a little bit of vinegar taste, but like there's nothing wrong with like, okay, these are going to be good, but like I need a little bit of spice. For some yep. reason, something's just kicking at me like this morning, I need a little bit of spice. Yep. I I cannot, I say that, I can. If I'm making eggs personally, or if I'm at a restaurant that has the bottle closely available, I it's very difficult for me to order an egg up any way. Like there's so many ways to order an egg without adding quite a bit of Tabasco too. Yeah, I agree. Um, I prefer the red one, but the green, the chipotle, I really don't care. But, like, let's give me some spice. If sriracha is available, I'm going to add egg to the egg 100% of the time. Okay? Yep. On a hot dog, you got to go mustard. Yes. Sometimes you need to add a little slaw. Slaw dog! To make a little slaw dog. <laughs> now, if, if, like, if, 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 if you invited me to your house and you had 15 hot dogs lined up because there were 15 people like, hey, I'm, I pre-made these hot dogs, let's hang out. 
and you had some ketchup, I'm going to eat it. You know what I prefer, though? Like, I, the ketchup ain't going to bother me, but I guarantee you, I'm always going to ask you, do you have any mustard? The ketchup-mustard combo on a hot dog is a pretty good, pretty good uh, taste on your mouth, right? Okay. I have never, will never, as far as long as I'm alive, will just do a hot dog with ketchup or a hamburger with ketchup only. No. If that's the only condiment I have, I'll probably just rather eat it plain and dry. That's like, uh, the older I get, the farther removed from ketchup I become. Yeah. What about french it, fries, though? Really, anymore? I don't even eat it with french fries. Cassandra won't do fries with ketchup, and I always find that so weird to me. I'm like, hey, here's the ketchup. She's like, no, I don't need any. She just eats them by himself. Yeah. By themselves? Yeah. You don't, like, make up your own sauce concoction? Nope. I get ketchup and fries. Like, I feel like those have to go together. I mean, I get it, and, yeah. and I'm not against you're not, it. But you're I, not denying it. No, I don't seek it out anymore. Don't order a burger with ketchup, though. Like, even my son. My son, Riley, who is seven years old, you know how he, he either orders his burgers plain and dry. I'm cool with Like, look, we'll get there. But, I'm, like, I'm not denying a plain and dry burger at a seven-year-old. Stephen Williams, you're plain and dry. <laughs> At fucking McDonald's when we used to go out <laughs> drinking all the time. Like, I'm judging you as an adult. But he'll, or he'll do mustard with pickles. Yeah. Okay. Like, we're, yeah, I like that. I don't know. I don't know. Ketchup, I personally think, was meant for one reason, and that's for a French fry dipping sauce. My dad used to put it on sunny side up eggs. And that might be the most revolting thing I can think of. To me, though, like when you add ketchup to whatever you're adding it to, but I'm going to use eggs because you brought it up. You've now taken away, taken away from the flavor of the egg because all I'll taste in that is is ketchup. Just pour ketchup in your mouth and call it a day, and save the egg for somebody that's going to respect it. Yeah. Ketchup on the egg. I've heard it's of terrible. that. I don't know that I've ever even... Terrible. It's never crossed my mind. You said something else with Eva's egg. Uh, oh, you said gravy? taco. Yeah. No, no, no. Tacos. I get the gravy. Like, I'm, we're going to agree to disagree if it's from Dairy Queen. You said ketchup on a taco? Yeah, I've seen it. I guarantee you it was a crispy taco. Mm. There's no... No, no, it wasn't. There's no way you'll ever convince me that someone ordered a soft taco and put ketchup ketchup on on it. it. No. This is what we're dealing with, Landry. I don't... Look at the food stories we talked about before we push record. I don't respect crispy tacos anyways, okay? (laughs) You're you're against crispy tacos. I do not believe in crispy tacos. Refer to the pick four pet peeves, okay? The sound of crunching makes me want to punch everybody in the fucking face, okay? Crispy tacos are disgusting. I don't get them. I don't want to ever anything to do with them. I can't stand when people order them around me. I'll walk to the other room, okay? But I can just see, like, the type of person that enjoys a crispy taco, I can see also enjoy ketchup on a taco. I like crispy tacos. I want nothing to do with ketchup, though. <laughs> Come on, man. Salsa, right? Yeah. Even if you don't have the salsa. Taco sauce. So any, any man worth the weight of gold, right, is going to have a Tabasco in their cabinet. Yep. 
even if it's a Louisiana hot sauce, like it doesn't matter. Like you gotta have some Louisiana spice. I don't even care. Like you cannot put ketchup. <laughs> that on yellow taco. bottle that costs a dollar ninety nine for like sixty four yeah. ounces. Of I it. cannot believe you just told me that someone, <laughs> someone that you know in your personal life, put ketchup on the taco. It's <laughs> weird. I'm grossed out. Agreed. I'm a little bothered. It's it's perplexing and disturbing. I don't like that at all. That like that grosses me out. I had one more, but I'm not gonna I'm just gonna leave it with you because you're gonna be coming back soon, right? Uh plan on it. Okay. No answer necessary. Okay. But I do have a question. And I want you to think about this one. We'll follow up at whatever point that we have, okay? Alright. Now I'm standing on a flight of stairs. Yep. Okay. Can you stand backwards on a flight of stairs? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I'm so glad that we are back in the studio. I hope this sound was amazing. It shouldn't be reflecting. If you listen in your car, shouldn't be reflecting from the right speaker to the left speaker. Uh, thank you to Mark for sticking around more hours than he planned on. Uh, thank you for my little beautiful baby, Rainsley, for letting us snag up her room when I know she's Unicorn Studio. Unicorn Studio. We got some good sound. Keep that one in mind. Can you stand backwards on a flight of stairs? We will see y'all later. Uh, check us out. Check out Ty. That's what I'm going to say. On Friday, check out Mark on Thursday. Check me out on Tuesday. See you.